0: I preach, and this is almost always my my effort, my style, is to dig into a text and one step at a time show you what that text is saying. Tonight I'm going to use a little bit different method in that we're going to go into the text that we just read and sort of steal a phrase. I don't like to do this a lot, but it is uh, is helpful. It's not taking it out of context at all. It's just not exploring the context, but rather taking a concept and borrowing it for a little bit, running with it. And so uh, the the phrase is in verse number eight, this is a faithful saying, these things I will that thou affirm constantly, affirm constantly. And Titus was a young pastor, the apostle Paul was his mentor, and Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, coaching Titus on how to pastor the people, how to teach the people, how to help the people grow in their faith, how to help them become stronger. Our great responsibility, well I should say one of our great responsibilities, is to influence the people under our care by the grace of God, to influence them for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to help lead you. I want to help lead my family. I want to help lead the people around me closer to the Lord. And I, I want to do it maybe even without realizing that I'm doing it. In other words, I want it to be so second nature that it just happens. I want to be able to go into the, a store and uh, because I've been there before, or because I've got my Northeast Baptist Church hat on, or whatever reason, they know I'm a pastor, they know I come to church here, so just by the way I behave naturally in the store, without thinking about it. I lead someone to be a little bit more of an admirer of Jesus Christ and maybe someday uh, when I have the chance to either witness to them or, or somebody else witness, whatever contribution I can make, somebody else makes, by the grace of God, he can use me as part of a team to bring them to Jesus Christ. I want to influence everybody I can for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you ought to want to do the same. And so Paul is helping Titus to know how to do that better. And here's this method that he throws out here, that you affirm constantly. Now, he is talking specifically about these doctrines of salvation, and that's where we're going to borrow this phrase from that context. We're not talking specifically, although absolutely we would include that in what we are to affirm constantly. But we're going to talk more tonight about the practice itself. For just a very few minutes the practice of affirm constantly in fact let me let me turn the phrase around just it it doesn't change the meaning at all to reverse the order to constantly affirm constantly affirm the good things we're talking about being repetitive and you all know that it is said that repetition is the best teacher we're talking about Okay. We're talking about, talking about the good things all the time. That was a little confusing. But all the time, we are confirming, we are affirming what we believe and, and how awesome the things that we believe and practice all the time. If not right up front, overtly, uh, sometimes subconsciously in our lives, in the things we do, Constantly affirming the things of God. Letting the good things always be in your life and on your lips. It's a work in your marriage to constantly affirm, constantly affirm your love, constantly affirm how much your wife means to you, how much your husband means to you. It doesn't mean that you have to turn every situation into, uh, you know, light a candle and start the music and, and turn down the lights kind of a moment. You can't live your life that way all the time. I don't mean that. But listen, at any given time, you can remind your wife. I tell you how much I love you? At any given time, just in passing, You can tell your husband, you can tell your wife, I'm so proud of you. For what? Uh, Whatever your answer, for for just being you, for all the work that you do, for for whatever. But constantly affirm just how much she means to you, just how much he means to you. Yeah, I know the old joke is, and I think I heard it about three times this week in different settings, but the old joke is, uh, you know what? When we got married, I told you I loved you, and if it ever changes, I'll let you know. That's funny, it is, but the fact is, it's also tragic. Because we don't communicate to each other like we should, and constantly affirm means that we don't just assume as a fact, "Ah, he knows I love him." She knows I love her." No, we constantly affirm, "You're so awesome." Or how about this? I'm not trying to be goofy or anything. But uh, how about this? You're so beautiful. You're, you're, so, you're so handsome. Uh, now, men, don't tell your wife you're so handsome. That probably won't go over so well. But you know what I'm saying. Constantly affirm. Make sure she knows how much you appreciate her. Make sure he knows how much you appreciate him. It'll work with raising your children. You ought to be constantly affirming your love to your children. We're so good at nagging our children. We're so good at picking apart every flaw. And understand, we have to raise them. We have to train up our children and so forth. But the fact is, we ought to go way, way overboard in encouraging them. Telling them how proud you are of them. I'm so glad that, that you're my son. I'm so glad that you're my daughter I'm so glad that we get to spend this time together I'm so uh you're you're the greatest you're awesome constantly affirm. don't let them have to guess what you think about them I and mean, listen especially mom and dad. life is so full of pressure, and it's so easy to get negative 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 that we we forget how much our kids mean to us. It's also very easy when our kids get to be uh teenagers to uh, to just say, well, I don't even know what he's thinking right now. I don't even know what she's thinking. He's, they're probably thinking negative, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't want that blown back in my face. I don't want to get the looks, you know, that, that psh, uh, you know, I love you. Psh, uh, I just don't. You know what? Maybe when they're going through the psh stage, maybe that's when they need it constantly affirmed even more. Don't be scared of your of your kids and I don't mean that in a uh, in a rebellious attitude kind of way. I'm just talking about whatever stage they're at, they need your love confirmed. And yes, absolutely, we we need to tell them the stuff, you know, don't put your elbows on the table. I've never stood that one. I'm sorry. I'm putting my elbows on the table if I need to. Uh, But uh, we need to tell them these things, even those things that don't matter. And we need to teach them the things that do matter, like brush your teeth and put your socks in a hamper and all that stuff. But let's make sure we're doing about 5 or 10 or 20 times as much encouraging. not so proud of you. Man, I I couldn't be, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm just so glad to be your dad. I'm so glad to be your mom. Uh, and, and boy, we have such a good time together. And I'm so glad that we always have uh, this. Listen, constantly affirm the good things. It'll work in your friendships. It'll work in any leadership capacity that you hold, whether it's on the job. It'll work at school. It'll work in teaching your Sunday school class. It'll work in every relationship to live your life constantly affirming good things. You know, I'm afraid that most of our conversation as human beings, and especially as Christians, is just random. Whatever comes to mind, we say. I don't see anything in the Bible where uh, (laughs) Paul tells Timothy or Titus or somebody, let me tell you a good way to to help people is just whatever comes to mind, just say it. No. He's a let your speech be governed by this principle, constantly affirm, And again, he's talking here about doctrine, but it works in any area of life. If something is right, if it is if it is uh, something that the people that you love need to know, make sure they see it in you and hear it in you all the time. Let me ask you this before we get specific for just a couple minutes. What would people that you know, or I'm sorry, what would people who know you say that you affirm constantly? If they went around and did some sort of a secret report and interviewed all the people you know, and explained the concept of affirm constantly, he said, "So tell me, what does uh, what does Shirley affirm constantly? Tell me what does uh, what does Eric affirm constantly? What would they say? What would they say about you? What would they say that your that your moods?" affirm constantly what would they say that your appearance affirms constantly are you the sloppiest person on the job and yet everybody knows you're a christian what would they say that your music affirms constantly what would they say that, and i don't just mean that what you listen to or you know whatever you've got in those things in your ears i'm talking about what you sing Do you ever, in your daily life, would you dare to sing a scripture song that you sing in church? Just because that's what's on your mind. So that's what you're humming. That's what you're whistling. What does your countenance affirm constantly? There's not a word that we use a lot, but countenance means more than just the look on your face. It means the glow on your face. I love that word. Christians ought to have a glow on their face and not artificial. I don't mean there's something you should go, okay, go home and practice the glow. I don't mean that. I mean that the spirit of God is manifesting love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, so much that people can look in your eyes. I'll never forget. I think it was the first time that our missionary, Rick Ferrari, maybe the second, came back from Ukraine. He's not there anymore. He now trains and, and teaches missionaries. But uh, he came back from Ukraine and uh, he's, he's got a number of children. And he went out, they went out just uh, passing out tracks, doing something on the streets. This is probably 10, 12 years ago. And um, the fact is, Brother Ferrari and his family, they look very European. They look like they would fit in right there. Um, Not that I'm the expert on that, but, I mean, in my mind, they do. Brother Ferrari said one of his teenage sons was out there, and they were just on the streets. And a Ukrainian man walked up to him and and said to to his teenage son, said, you must be American. And he said, why? And this this is an awesome answer. It makes me want to weep he said because you have freedom in your eyes isn't that awesome we ought to have the liberty of the spirit in our, in our eyes people ought, to be, people ought to see love joy peace in us all the time every day what would people say that your life constantly affirms I'm asking you that for you to assess your own life Every one of us has a routine. Everyone else has, every one of us has people that we interact with, people that see you, people that know you. Who is it that you would not want to have walk through that door to come up here and tell us what your life on a daily basis affirms constantly? Well, I mean, I just, if you want to know, tell you the truth, She's always griping. Well, I mean, if you really want to tell, I mean, he, he might have the filthiest mouth on the job. Now, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't guess that of anybody here. But I know this. I've been awful surprised over the years to find out how much Christians curse just like all their coworkers and think nothing of it. Tell us, what, what does her life constantly affirm? Well, Be honest with you, they don't, they don't, I mean, they're just they're just in a foul mood all the time. You can't get two words out of out of him, but he's just always grumbling. If something goes wrong, he's the first one to complain. What does your life constantly affirm? Going to be very quickly, we'll be finished. Things that every believer ought to constantly affirm. Number one, the love of God. Your life and your words ought to constantly remind people that God loves them. There is a God. He knows you and he loves you. And by the way, sometimes people have struggles and burdens and difficulties. And you say, I just don't know what to say. You can't do better than, hey, just don't forget God loves you. He knows you and he loves you. Constantly affirm God's love, constantly affirm God's goodness. What's the first words that come out of your mouth when someone asks you how something went? How's your weekend? Oh, man, the dog went in the house. I think he went like six different times. I had to clean that up. I'm not talking about you guys right now. I just, I wasn't even thinking of you guys. But, but as I said, the dog, it was like, but, no. No, I, I, honestly, Corky Deb, don't complain. But, but think of the things when somebody says, hey, how'd it go? What's the first thing out of your mouth? Well, I wasn't feeling well. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I was so hungry, I, was, I really couldn't even focus because I just didn't have a chance to sit down and have a good meal. I don't think most people realize how negative is the first thing out of their mouth. How can you constantly affirm the goodness of God when you're spewing negative? I believe this about anything, anything. Bring up a problem at the appropriate time and solve it, but talk about the good things. Conversation is not for problem solving. Conversation is for lifting one another up. Now, there needs to be, that's why we're having a teacher's meeting, not that there's problems that I'm bringing, but to give the teachers the opportunity. Is there a problem we need to work on. You need to have opportunity to say, what problems are there? And by the way, my ears are open to hear problems that need to be fixed. I'm not trying to get you. I'm talking about our day-to-day conversation. We talk about the man, We talk about the government as if we could do something about it. We met the kids the other day for breakfast at a, at a Dunkin' Donuts, and we're sitting there, and it's, it's uh, me and Amy and, uh, let's see, Joe, Rebecca, or maybe I sit next to Jacob. I don't remember, but anyway, and Jacob and Amanda were all sitting there, and there's th- three guys over here. I want to tell you, they were all like, I think they were all retired, and uh, nothing against retired folks, but they're all sitting over here, and there was one guy. Literally, I couldn't wait to get out of there because there I go griping. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Get, he just he was solving. He knew all of the solutions to all the problems in the world. Of course, they were all the ones that he didn't have any control over. I'll tell you what's wrong with that. I'll tell you what you need to do about that. I'll tell you. And, and he wasn't some loser. Well, he might have been, but, I mean, he, he looked like a, a pretty respectful guy, but he had all the answers. And, and it was Joe sitting next to me because he said, yeah, you couldn't help but hear the guy talking. Joe said, uh, man. I can't believe he's sitting in a Dunkin' Donuts in Sherville, Indiana. He ought to be in the White House. He's got all the answers. As a child of God, what good are you doing griping about things that you have no control over? There's a time for problem solving. Talk about it. Fix it. Go back to talking about it. There's so many good things going on. Constantly affirm God's goodness. Constantly affirm your love for other people. And I don't mean you have to go around saying, love you, love you. I'm not against that. I don't do that so much. I'm talking about by encouragement. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, letting, Letting close friends know that they are your close friends. By the way, you don't have to get into the comparison thing. You don't have to use superlatives like, you're my best, 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 best friend. You know what I say to the friends that are closest to me? I treasure your friendship. I don't want my friends sitting there thinking, okay, am I number three or am I number, am I number five? Am I number one? Um, no. You're, I treasure your friendship. This is not a comparison game. Why do we have to put people in order of friends? Constantly affirm your love for others. Encourage people. A Christian should make it his job to encourage other believers. Make it your, your purpose, your goal. Encourage other people in general, but especially other believers. It's good to see you and mean it. By the way, make sure they can see it in your eyes and hear it in your voice that you mean it. Constantly affirm right values. It doesn't mean you walk around judging everybody. It doesn't mean you walk around spouting off instructions. It means there needs to be a voice that reminds everybody involved Hey, we're going to do the right thing. Hey, Let's not take shortcuts. Let's just take the time and get it done right. Constantly affirm right values. You, you know why a lot of times groups of people get into trouble? And be very careful because if you're going to get into trouble, uh, you're, you're probably going to get into trouble as a group. I'm talking to people that normally do good, but they don't have the courage to say no when a group of their friends, oh, man, if I say no to going there, or trying that, I'm not going to have my friends anymore. You need to be the voice that conf- constantly, constantly affirms and says, you know what? We don't come on. We don't do that. And if they persist, you go the next step and say, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going with you. Constantly affirm right values. Last one. Every believer ought to constantly affirm our need for prayer. Wow, that took a turn right there. No, that's one thing that we need to make sure other believers hear us say, hey, why don't we pray about that? Why don't we pray about that right now? You can even hear a conversation going in a bad direction where somebody starts to, well, you know, I never have liked him anyway. Okay, there's your chance to jump in and say, you don't have to agree with that, by the way. But you say, you know what? I love so-and-so, the person they were just about to run on the ground. Why don't we pray for them right now? And uh, you don't have to rebuke them. You know, it's so easy to to become the Pharisee and say, well, I just don't talk about people like that. No, there's a better way to do it. You see, going down that road of, well, I never had, you know, I've always thought that he's just been, well, you know what? Well, let's, let's pray for Bob. Let's pray for Bob right now. Lord, I thank, you for, I thank you for Bob. I thank you for a friend he's been. I just pray that you bless him, bless his wife, bless his kids, bless his family. Lord, please make them strong. And I thank you that you love and constantly affirm your need for prayer. You know what's awesome about this concept? When you use it to influence other people, not only are you affirming good things, but you're affirming the, the practice. Here's what I mean. When you constantly affirm to your children that you think they're awesome, guess what? There comes a time where they do that right back. And I'll tell you what, you're going to enjoy it. When you say, man, I just want you, to, <laughs> you're the greatest. You are, I mean, when I think about being a dad and what it means to be a dad and have a daughter. I could have imagined having a more awesome daughter than you. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Well, guess what? There's going to come a day where she's going to give that right back to you. Now, that's not the motive, but it sure is a nice bonus. Wouldn't it be great if we were overflowing with expressions of love instead of overflowing with griping and criticizing people behind their backs and running people down and, oh, hey, let the world have that nonsense. Let's be something different. Let's lift one another up. Let's constantly affirm our love, God's love, God's goodness, the blessings. Let's constantly affirm our gratitude to one another, constantly affirm we borrowed a phrase it's a phrase that paul used to tell titus hey make sure that you are constantly affirming the doctrine these doctrines regarding salvation we borrowed the phrase tonight to say you know what it works for everything to constantly affirm the good things lifts us all up lifts me up by doing it lifts you up by hearing it let's constantly affirm let's all stand together